Hello, sparklers and destroyers. Welcome to episode five of Sparkle and Destroy. And this episode, I promise you, is going to make you laugh, cry, and want to live more fearlessly. And I say fearless because that's exactly what my friend Jordi Lynn is. This was my first time chatting with her since her transition from her former life living as a male. Um, I grew up with Jordi, then known as Jordan Washburn, and have played shows with her and have hung out and just always had a fascination with her energy as well as her ability to just engage and connect with anybody. I mean, she's the kind of person that's literally friends with every group of people and it just seems so effortless. Um, she's just full of love and music and joy, but she took, you know, a lot of uh, time to get to this point and there's been a lot of struggle and a lot of hard times to get here. And I feel really honored that uh, she's talking to us today about this and giving us a little bit of her wisdom and her insight through the darkness. Uh, behind us, you're hearing her band, Moonbow. Um, this is the song Albuquerque, and it's fantastic. You can find her music over on Bandcamp. Uh, this band is kind of defunct right now, but I don't care. I'm loving this album. Um, it's beautiful. So go on Bandcamp and look up Moonbow. Um, it meant a lot to me to have Jordy here today, and I feel really excited about this and also kind of a little vulnerable about sharing this interview because for me it was definitely uh, a learning experience, a very tender experience. Um, there were moments where my eyes were like watering and I just wanted to grab her and hug her and then there was other times where I know she felt exposed, you know, as a person, a trans person who is coming back to her hometown of Slow County and um, Tascadero and like seeing people that she used to see and that's kind of where I jumped into this interview really going to the meat of the question I said how has it been to come back here I mean what is that like so that's kind of where I leave you I hope you enjoy this conversation and I'll see you on the other side uh, or like for them it's like it's weird to just like see this person that they used to know and then be like but you look nothing like you used to. Yeah. And that's been really strange. Yeah. That's been really, that's been kind of hard for people. Um, I mean, not, not many. But how weird is it that it's like hard for people, but it's actually, <clears throat> how weird is it that it's hard for people, but it's like the total opposite for you? You know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's no, weird. Yeah, because it's like, totally. they're struggling with it, but you're like, I feel better than I've ever felt. Exactly. So how does, which is really Do you feel nice. unapologetically like, Fuck it. Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. And that's what I've been, that's actually what I've been dealing with, like, with some family. Because um, you feel great. Because I feel phenomenal. My, I, I, I doubt my dad's ever going to listen to this, yeah. but, like, my dad, he. Hi, dad. Hi, dad. Um, <laughs> I highly It's doubt. your daughter. I know you don't <laughs> like, I know you said you'd never say that, but, um, but, uh, <laughs> um, when I first came out to him. He was like, okay, great. Like, if you're going to be Jordina, he's like, oh my God. I know. That's so I embarrassing. Know. I know. Why are dads like, embarrassing no matter that's what? That's just the way it goes. Um, it's cool. <laughs> building, just ignore building, it. Building, we're, building, building. we're building our, um, our, our castle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he said that. He said, like, if you're going to be this other person, I love you. Nothing will ever change that. And, like, there were a lot of tears and there was a lot of, like, 
you know, talking to him and my stepmother at the time, or my stepmother, um, and it was fine. They were, like, super supportive. And then there was a complete backpedaling. My, my dad kind of said... It, well, how much, what was the time frame? About a week. And this was, like, what, a year ago? The, no, this two was... Two years ago? This was almost two years ago now. Okay. Yeah, this God. was about two years ago. Time yeah. flies when, you're, really when you're transitioning. Yeah, oh my God. You're <laughs> telling me? Holy shit. The days... I can't even... Um, I can't even think of, like, how much time has actually passed. Because when, you're, like, a new, like... It's a brand new person. But also, like, who you are. Like, is this what... Wait, I was, like, trying to think of, like, is it offensive to say to a trans person, oh my God, you're such a new person, or... because. It's almost like you're just being who you would have been. Or is that totally bunk? Because I educated me. I would say, for me, no. Everybody's different, though. Okay. I've met people that are, like, super, like, triggered by a lot of things. Yeah. That don't even want to talk about their transition. Yeah. That, like, kind of want to have nothing to do with that other person. Wow. Um, When I first started living my life, I was kind of that way. I didn't want to have it anything to do with that other person yeah but slowly over the course of time i've i've started to really have a lot of compassion for the old, the person that i used to be yeah um i and i the, re- and i have to say the person you used to be i remember many wonderful traits about that person fun loving energetic creative connecting almost to a fault because mm-hmm. you just love just connecting with people as i do mm-hmm. um just a people person. Yeah. Um, but maybe that was a little bit of a cry for help in a way, I think, because you were so intense. I feel like I'm still kind of that. But you seem so much more relaxed in who that's you are. True. Like I, I used to be very tense. Yes, that's I what was it, always really tense. My shoulders were always up. I was always like really kind of manic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The minute you put your shoulders up like that, you can see it. And it's just like, Oh my god. It's weird, huh? And like you're yeah. <laughs> a pretty empathic person. And I feel like I'm Definitely. a pretty empathic person. And we kind of have that in common. And when you just did that, it's just kind of like created this kind of anxiety in me. Yeah. Because I always remember, even in high school, I remember this about you. You were so fun loving and exciting to be around and energetic, but you also had this edge to you yes. of 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 something pent up. But then you always thought, oh, that's a drummer. Like, drummers always have that pent-up thing. Right. And, like, they, when they're playing drums, they're all lanky and cool and, like, whatever. So I always kind of had that feeling about you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was anything – I didn't – I had no idea what was blooming inside. Right. I had no idea. There's and I think a lot of people felt that way, probably. Lot, many, 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 many people have said, um, I could have never guessed. And, really? And I – there's part of me that's like, well, I was a – pretty fucking good actor like i so were you acting is that what that tension was i kind of think so it's that tension that kind of like clenching i kind of think so i really do um there was for whatever reason i okay i have always been an open person i've always been a person that like wants everyone to do anything that they want fucking god gay lesbian trans whatever when i was young i was like awesome be yourself how great and like i would you know i had and you lived that example and i totally did i lived lived that that. to a point when it came to anything that had to do with my own gender with my own expression in a different sense uh, other than just like having you know like green hair yeah or you know (laughs) wearing torn up clothing and being a punk rock kid like other than that 
I could not allow myself to like delve in because I had so much like internalized phobia of myself. I, I like, I was so scared of that person of me now. I was so scared of her that I like couldn't even acknowledge her. You were scared of her power. I really was. I really, really was. Did you think you'd just get swallowed <clears throat> up by it and like just drown I in it? I didn't know it was going to happen. I thought I would be, I thought I would be ostracized. Yeah. Um, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous <laughs> because yeah. ev- I thought you were going to say, which is absolutely fucking true. Well, I mean. But in, I hope not. In my life. Yeah. I have had so many incredibly pa- compassionate and loving, caring people. Um. And it's interesting for me to think that I had nothing really to worry about. I mean, yes, it does. I think I think I am sort of a product of the time. Yeah, totally. Where I've been able to feel confident because of others, because of what I've seen from other people, what how I've how I've seen other people through their transitions, how I've seen. Ooh, yeah. That has. What were the inspirations? That has built me into another person, and. These, these, these thoughts that I used to have of just like me being like, there's no way, like there's absolutely no way I can do this. You know, people hate me. It's ridiculous. Like it's totally ridiculous. That, and it's so crazy. Like what you're saying right now is so tiny, but it's, that is the feeling that's going to change like the whole world is that feeling of like, I, I did this. And everyone still loves me. Right. And and it's not not the same for everybody. But the fact that you've done this. And that someone younger than you sees you do this and that you have gotten this outreach and support makes them have that tiny little feeling of like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like those, those thoughts in my head, they were just mm-hmm. super crazy negative monsters. Some people are not going to like it, but like the fact that you overcame that fear, yeah. like that's huge. It and was, people up before you did that right? too, right? And, and like, I wonder who those people were. Like, were they people in your life or were they like musicians? Because I know that we have a lot of, like, people in pop culture in, like, the last couple, wait, five years? Three years? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Like, ish that have, like, been, like, fuck it. Right. I'm trans. Right. Um, for me, I wanted to just, I really wanted to see everyday people. Yeah. And for me, the best way to do that was to go on YouTube and watch oh, shit. people's transition videos. Um, I watched thousands, probably. Thousands Whoa. of videos of people, um, their vlogs of Whoa. them just for anywhere from somebody just taking their first hormone to just coming out to their parents to being suicidal. Oh my God. Um, and I watched all of this. I watched all of this um, in secret. So was this before? <clears throat> so you, you were kind of almost preparing yourself? Like I really your was. Soul, this, like... was, this was years ago. This was... Um, Wow. This was about four years before I transitioned. So almost six years ago. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just like regular people. Just regular old people living their lives. That is like mind-blowing. It was incredible. Because it saved my life. Like Those people saved my life. Like when people talk shit on the internet, I wish I could just like have you in my pocket and Mm -hmm. be like, but wait. But wait. There is some because good that comes from it. It almost makes me want to cry. Like the mm-hmm. fact that the fact of anyone that you love to think of them feeling alone yeah. in their sorrow, like whether it's your family or friends, it's really hard. Like mm-hmm. that is a really fucked up thing to think about. Like nobody wants that for anyone they love. And the right. fact that you were able to like reach out and be like, okay, I'm not alone. 
Like I thank had God. To. I had to because, because because we we nobody knew. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like the pain and like the issues you probably had to deal with, like growing up especially. It's unmanageable. It's it's not something I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah. like that's fucking amazing. I I I have so much. Like fuck I, yeah. I owe so much to just people I've never met. I hope you commented and gave them like fucking thumbs up on their video. I did. I would I would thumb up thumbs up. And Dude, with a couple people, I did say like, hey, good. Thank you for putting this out there. But other than that, I was so scared that like my online presence would be known by anyone yeah. that I was I was that closeted. Whoa, dude! Like I, I didn't want somebody to like know that I had a YouTube account and then know that they could find me. What a mind fuck! And that they would be like, why? Because like so many things, it's like you can sign up with Facebook, right? Yeah. Like so many things were connected through that what if i liked a video and it showed up on my facebook feed oh like, my god you're hey, freaking me out yeah, right now no i know and i thought about all of that stuff like what if what if one of my like what if one of my friends back in the day would have seen that be like why'd you look at that video you know but like, can i say from the outside looking in i had a totally different perspective of who you are yeah because like i feel like you became this like bohemian artistic person this like dude that wasn't really a dude like when mm-hmm. i guess in high school you were pretty dudish you had I a guess. big beard and mm-hmm. like but you were like punk rock so yeah. like you know whatever whatever but like yeah i saw you as like this like fluid kind of artistic bohemian person mm-hmm. and if i had if, if i had known that you were looking at videos like that i'd be like oh yeah I wouldn't even think twice because you are, I thought you were just so open-minded as a person too. Right. And that's why I'm saying like this internalized. The internalized like hate that you had for yourself. Yeah. And like the the leash that you're putting on yourself Mm -hmm. is kind of shocking. It's awful. And it It was really difficult to deal with. Is that something that you found that other trans people that you've met have kind of like dealt with? Because it's almost like a military person inside of yourself. It's like. No, that's like not what that's not what Jordan the man would do. So yeah, like you can't of, do that. Um I think a lot of um a lot of my own um experience has been this like that's not like that's not what men do. Yeah. And that's weird cuz you were raised men especially are raised to be like so like But blue. I was raised by women. True. And that's that's even stranger. Dude. It was almost, okay. Yeah. I had, I felt like I had this, this person that I had built, um, up to a level where I was, for whatever reason, I felt like I was the person that people depended on. I felt that I was the strong masculine figure in a couple people's lives, if not mm, like many people's lives. Oh shit. Um, so to have that be built up in myself there was part of me that's just like, how can I just like, how can I abandon that? How can I like just drop all of that facade almost and then start to build myself as a new person? And uh, for another thing, that idea is terrifying to like, to take this personality that you've had for your whole life, 27 years, no, 26 years, 26 years (laughs) of building this person up and then to just be like, actually... Say goodbye to that person because you're never going to see him again. Like, that was really, really, really hard. So does it um, make sense to you why so many people wait till they're, like, way older? I think so. 
Yeah. Because I always wonder that. I'm like, why so. do they wait till like 75? But like listening to you say this, it's like, <clears throat> duh. Like that it's, can happen tomorrow. Yeah. Like I'm going to do laundry today. I'm not right. going to do that tomorrow. I'm, like, right. I think I would put that off for like 10 years because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just like, I know you put it in your mind too and you get all like anal about it and like all like anxiety, like, oh my God, everyone's going to freak out. And yeah, like I didn't realize you were such a like masculine presence in like so many people's lives because that's, a, being a man's hard. And you yeah. have to, like, hold up, like, the atlas, you know, for these people. And, like... And I don't want to say that I was doing that. Okay. Um, I just... I feel like that's... You have responsibility. Yeah. But you're, like, being, ra- like, being raised as a dude. <clears throat> I, a, a lot of people say white males have, like, nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. But being raised in this patriarchal society is hard for dudes, too. Absolutely. Because they have to basically, like, n- you know, have no emotion, be super strong, be be super macho, be this and that. And, like, especially for a trans person who you're, like, I my soul is not going with this, yeah. like, at yeah. all. Yeah. Like, the fact that you had to adhere to that, mm-hmm. it's, something's going to bust. And another thing, like, the only... The only trans people I ever saw growing up were kind of just like the brunt of jokes, you yeah. know, the butt of jokes. Um, Dudes they, and wigs. Yeah, no, totally. Um, even just recently, um, not recently, but up like fairly recently within the past few years, um, I went and saw a movie by myself. I just like, I love doing that. And yeah. I just like, I, w- I was feeling really shitty. Yeah. And I wanted to go see a comedy. Did you get popcorn? Um, you know, I'm not a big popcorn person. Okay. Um, but when I, when I do do popcorn, I like when I say doo-doo, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, when I do get popcorn, I like to chew it s- sort of, and then kind of like spit it out. Cause I don't like the oh stuff getting stuck I in my teeth. I almost made popcorn tonight and I <clears throat> wish that I could see you do this like a bird, like a chicken. <laughs> Just like, Cause I hate the, the kernels. They get stuck in my, I have really bad teeth. No, so you get, have great teeth. I was well, just saying, I was just thinking in my head that you have l- fabulous teeth. They look okay, but all the crevices in between them are not good. Kind of like your, your soul? Kind of I'm like my black, like deep, dark soul. <laughs> On the outside, it's all beauty and gorgeousness and, and big, just, luscious lips. And inside, yeah. it's just the devil. It's just it. <laughs> I think we should take a quick break. Cool. Sparkle and Destroy is sponsored by Dr. Kane's Comics and Games at 778 Marsh Street in downtown San Luis Obispo. And Saturday, May 6th, brings to us free comic book day. So get down there for some free comic books. Check out the cool graphic novels. There's going to be a raffle and maybe even some people dressed up as characters. It's going to be super cool. Also that night, we're going to jam down to L.A., um, for a show in Los Angeles with my band Haley and the Crushers. We're playing Redwood Bar with the Loons from San Diego and the Moon Salts from Oakland slash Chicago. Um, both amazing bands. It's going to be a very psychedelic night. Um, also, if that's not enough going on for one night, our friend Neil Breton, who draws paints the most amazing images of pools and cactuses and bicycles and all these interesting California scenes, Uh, that your heart could ever desire. Um, He's going to be having a show at the L.A. County store on Sunset Boulevard from 6 to 8 p.m. So that could be a fun thing to do before you come out to the concert. Who knows? Hmm. Um, On Sunday, May 7th, Haley and the Crushers will be playing at the Republic in Fullerton with the Loons again. So you got two chances to see us down south. Um, Anyways, enjoy the rest of this podcast and catch you later. Go. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god, that voice. See, that's so a good. One, good. Right? Oh I my actually, god. I actually scared somebody in San Francisco with that. Oh my that god. That was phenomenal. We went to a show um, just last week. Who's so, we? Um, a couple friends and I. Um, we went to, um, that was like, that was one of my housemates. Um, his name's Ryan. He's sweet. Cool. Um, hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hey. How Ryan, she, she's talking a bunch of shit behind your back when we're not recording. Yeah. Do the dishes, bro. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, so, and our friend Paige. Cool. Um, and we went to a show and we just like, we, we had too much fun. Yeah. Let's say we, we may have rolled down the street okay. at the club. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I and see you rolling. They were hating. They really were. Um, <laughs> <I don't know. clears throat> somebody asked me for a cigarette and I actually just recently quit smoking. Um, about 87 days ago, I think. Something like that. Holy Something shit. around there. The yeah. year you were born, maybe? Oh, boy. No, when were you born? 88. 88? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was walking down the street, and somebody asked me for a cigarette, and I just turned right to him and goes, and I said exactly that. Honey, I quit smoking 38 years ago. And he was all, Whoa. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm just kidding. I just recently quit smoking. <laughs> And it was just like... Yeah. Did you hold your neck? Like, you probably should have done one of these. Like, hold your neck. <clears throat> yeah. That's awesome. See, that's another funny thing. See, your sense yeah. of humor is not undying. Like, yeah. I feel like at your it's, funeral, it's that will be a very, very, very big thing. Is, mm. that, is that morbid? I always think about what would people would say at my friend's funerals or my funeral all the time. Oh, that is morbid, but that's good. I think it's because I'm a writer, because I always think, like, yeah. how do you just still a person? Right. It's the funeral. Mm-hmm. Like, you're so fucking funny. You're like a, <laughs> you're like a monkey. That's uh, that's always how people have... With I a think, typewriter. So I think people have thought of me that way, yeah. I really do. <laughs> yeah. So you think you're cool enough to start another band because your other band, Moonbow, is, like, not happening anymore? By the way, you guys check out Moonbow. It's on Bandcamp, and there's an amazing album on there called wave something it's called um ocean Ripple? oh my god it's called like ride Rip- the wave um it's like totally like moist it is <laughs> oh yeah it is moist it's, it's very moist it's super moist um, <clears throat> embrace the wave that's the embrace one. the wave yeah. embrace the wave um wait can i ask you one question about that yes please the first song on there is called what's it called is it swimmers a l b q albuquerque Al- okay that's mm-hmm. what it was i was A-L-B-Q? like is the, i was like is that a shout out to like um um the the uh, lgbtq oh no okay that would be cool though but you were in this band moonbow mm-hmm. before you transitioned exactly and that is actually something i do want to talk about because i've seen the images of you playing and that must have been before you transitioned or no um, some of them, some of them could have been quite a while. Some of them definitely could have been quite a while ago. Okay. Cause um, you're, cause we've been playing for going on four years. Okay. Um, and we played, we're from Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, well we, that's where we're located. You play a lot um, of like at the Catalyst. We played at the Catalyst once. Um, but mostly at, uh, the Blue Lagoon. Yes. Or the Crepe Place. Um, Pergolesi Cafe, Cafe Pergolesi. Um, I never know how to pronounce that If name. you want to play these gigs, hit up Jordy and she'll get you a gig. I will totally do my best. <laughs> she'll do it for you. Also, if you're a touring band, please let me know when I come, when you come into town. We have a huge house. It's awesome. great. Um, anyway. Um. So what happened? I feel like a lot of people 
used to come and see your shows and saw me play as a guy. Yeah. Probably about seven months ago, maybe, I had somebody come up to me and just, like, just really say, like, something to the effect of, that was the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Um, I've never... (laughs) Welcome to being a woman! Right. I've never... (laughs) I've never seen a woman play the drums like that. Um, I've. Uh, like a demon. Like, yeah. Like no, straight totally. up. Um, you guys need to go watch the videos on Vimeo, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll go watch y'all. the videos on Vimeo. I'll link to it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and it's really funny. That all ties into another, like a lot of other things. Yeah. Where when I was a guy. I, I felt like I was, I felt like I was invisible. Um, I felt like I was, like there wasn't really anything particularly interesting about me. Well, you were like a Um, white dude in the patriarchy, basically. So you're just kind of like blend in. Just like a regular. Even as a punk dude, you blend in. Just a regular person. Yeah. I played the drums. No big deal. Did construction. No big deal. Um. It's like, yeah, who fucking cares, really? Like, that's pretty much what I got. Basically. Now, if I mention at all, even in the slightest little bit, that I have done anything manual, anything labor-wise, people are like, oh my god, oh my god, that's so good. Like, oh my god, good for you. And it's not, it's not even, it's not just, it's not women. It's mostly guys. Welcome to the systematic, mm -hmm. like, flattening of your being. Absolutely. You are a flattened image to most Mm -hmm. men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, ah, this is so sweet. Yeah. Not that you have to deal with it, but like, to, for somebody to kind of talk about the change in terms of people's perceptions of you and to be so amazed that Mm -hmm. you could ever be physical or ever do music is like. That's, like, giving me, like, such an amazing, like, happiness boner right now. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I want to hear about all the, like, sexist things you've experienced. And, oh, like, mm-hmm. because, of course, you're multifaceted being. You play music. You're a physical person. You're strong. You're feminine. You're all these things. But to other people, they're, like, losing their minds Absolutely. over it. I see it. I see How it amazing. Constantly. You just, like, melt minds. Is that what happens? Yeah. As a trans I was I was changing my brakes yesterday on my truck. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, what were you, wait, what were you wearing? Uh, I was actually looking really cute. That's what I'm, I actually that's what looking I'm imagining. Really were cute. you wearing like a little like shorts and stuff? Or? Uh, no, I, I I was just wearing pants and like kind of like a low cut shirt. Okay, okay. And um, um, I was just like kind of on the ground, just like really getting in there. Yeah, I yeah. think my gloves had ripped, so I just tore them off, and I was just like black hands. Ooh. And we call those Walmart hands. <laughs> it's um, called Walmart feet when you have black feet from walking around the house all day. Oh my goodness. Love it. Okay. Love that. Just letting you know. Um, so I'm sitting on the ground and one of my neighbors walks by and like, just like, he's an older guy. Um, he walks past me, stops, looks down and goes, honey, what are you doing? And I go, changing my brakes. Yeah. Can you fucking believe that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he's like, I love it. And I'm like, Oh, great. Thanks. I'm glad I have, I'm like, I'm glad, I'm glad I've gotten your approval. Like, it's really <gasps> nice that you, that you like, that you really like that I do this. This feels so good right now. Yeah. 
Because men don't understand. They're like, what's so wrong? We carry things for you. Like, yeah. we open the door for you. Your amp's too heavy. I'll carry it for you. <clears throat> it's like, that's the thing that's wrong. It's like that every day growing up, like that whole idea, like, oh, honey, you couldn't possibly do anything. Exactly. That thinking feeling. that I, thinking, thinking that all women are completely helpless. And even applauding them when they do do something super basic. It's makes you want to fucking Ugh. tear my hair out. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I've, I can't tell you how many times I've had people, I, I say I'm in a band, they go, oh, you're a singer, that's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's like such a slight thing, mm-hmm. but it's so, it just digs in, it jabs in. I mean, I've, I've played shows where people have been like, oh my God, your keyboards were great. And I'm like, I played lead guitar. Yeah. Like, you didn't even, even see me. We don't have keyboards you? in yeah. the band. You didn't even see me. And it huh? kind of shows, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, like as a, as a man, you can be invisible, but as a woman, you're some sort of this like weird, like... You're on this pedestal, but you're also supposed to be something else. It's just, it's a whole mm-hmm. perverted thing. It really is. It like, really it's less is. clean cut. Have you found it's less clean cut? Like, for, for being, like, do, like, a manly person, that's pretty easy to, like, achieve. Because it's very, like, this is how to be a man. I, I don't or really no. know. I don't really know. So, like, as a woman, it's like, I can't be too sexy. I can't be too prude. I can't be too powerful. I can't be too prissy. I can't be too any of these things. For me, okay, I grew up... And, 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 by and, women, yeah. Well, but as an entirely different person. I mean, you have yeah. grown up as a girl and a woman your yeah. life, your yeah. whole life. I like. I'm just kind of falling oh. into this. Um, you need like a hug. <laughs> you know, I do get hugs. I get Good. so many hugs. Good. I have so many wonderful people in my life that have like really like bolstered me and helped me become the woman that I am, and that's been phenomenal. I. Oh my god! I can't even. <laughs> I can't even thank the 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 all the people that I have in my life because of what they've done to help me, mm. how they've been, how they've just welcomed me. There was another part of my of my that's amazing of my like beginning transition where I thought like, how could I even ask this other side of the world really in like my mind how could I ask them to like be a part of their club you know you mean like 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 be welcomed yeah like how can I even ask that of anyone like how can I ask that to be like just to be myself how can I just ask of people to just like welcome me into their into their world and like be comfortable with me or like be okay with me um I hadn't even thought of that because I guess like, it, it for me it kind of seemed like I was I stepped into a world that I wasn't I don't want to say not welcomed into yeah but like kind of like why like why are you doing this I've had a lot of people like just like ask me why so like you don't like you don't know how many emojis to put or like <laughs> how to like deal with like the ecosystem Mm -hmm. of the the female Mm -hmm. bullshit Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother Mm -hmm. level Mm -hmm. that males don't have no you know what i'm getting so educated right now yeah because to me i just kept thinking like when i did find out you're transitioning i'm like makes perfect sense yeah it makes it made so much sense i was like oh like and my instant reaction was like welcome in like yeah. yeah like that that your soul is very female to me, mm-hmm. and I feel see a lot of parallels actually in, in both of us. Yeah, 
And so I was just like, whatever. Like, I had no resistance. Literally none, no resistance. Uh-huh. I had not an ounce of it. Because I, cause I know you as a person. Right. But I guess what you're saying is, like, the people that don't know you as a person are instantly going to be like, ooh, who's this outsider? Exactly. Which is interesting because, like, right now, like, feminism is, has reached this kind of, like, critical mass. You'd think that we'd want everyone we can get on our side. There um, are some TERFs out there that are really fucking mean. Tell me about that. Um, do you do you not want to get into neg- I don't want to get into negativity, but, like... No, um... I've seen so many positive things, like, right. on your social media that I just yeah. thought, of course everybody's just surrounding you with love, like... It's people that I know. Yeah. And I... And they know I, you. Yeah, and they're like, that know me. And they're like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that know that I'm a nice person. That yeah. know that I'm caring. Super. That, that know that yeah. I'm kind. Yeah. That know that I would do absolutely anything You're a l- for very loving person. My, for almost anyone. I would pretty much die for anyone. <laughs> um, and that's just the way I've always been. You're, people you on the are. outside, people on the outside see a fucking guy <laughs> wearing a wig and they don't want me peeing next to them. But like, and like literally, or just not like, everyone. Are not you everyone. are you saying literally though? Or are you just saying like as a as a like a like literally, societal? Literally, not not for my life. Okay, because I feel like I would smack those people for you specifically. But okay. there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in this country, and that hate millions you. over the well. There are millions of people in the world, trans people in the world. That deal with this kind of like this kind of discrimination on a daily basis. Yeah. Just wanting to like just Pee. not yeah. have a bladder infection and like really not. I've read stories about trans people who have ruptured their fucking bladders because they don't pee in public. Oh my god. Yeah, and the, I know that in Cal Poly, the, the trans club there was talking about how that's a huge issue. And I remember reading that and thinking, oh my god. How much we take for granted. Mm-hmm. How much we take for it's granted. It's really strange. To have your tribe. Yeah. Like, I can pee in front of another woman and it's just normal. No big it's deal. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can, and when you're a guy, you can just walk up, like, just start talking about football, maybe. Like, yeah. you know? Did you ever do that? I fucking hate sports. So, okay. no. I was going to say, I don't remember you liking sports. No. no. I'm, I'm, I'm just like... I'm, oh, I love you even like more. Thank you. generalization. <laughs> um... That's amazing. I love it. You, I love <laughs> oh God. that. I've, I've always hated sports. I've always see. It just, it's just so made funny. sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Not that women can't like sports, but like every, it just. And I've, and the thing that's funny, I always was really vocal about my distaste for sports. Um, I was always pretty vocal about my distaste for most things. You're also not competitive. No, not at all. Like, like not even in the slightest. And that's a huge deal because like most dudes are super competitive. A lot are. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'd say the bulk. They, even if they say they're not, they're always doing a piss and match. Yeah. They're always like finding some way. Just as women are kind of like clingy with each other, but then leave other people out. Like the yeah. way we compete is to exclude mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to be like passive aggressive. Right. And so it just made so much sense. It's like, you're so inclusive. You're mm-hmm. such a, I don't know, you're just a positive and like loving person. I just... You're not like um you're not like a like a grandma, but like in no. some ways you kinda are I kinda a grandma. Am. Um I actually had a friend's mom um say one time, and this was before I transitioned, yeah. that they saw me as very motherly. And I cried after I heard that. That's really like sweet. I was and this was like when I was kind of going through a lot, um, emotionally and um Kind of interpersonally. Yeah. Um, to have someone say that, I it was like almost like a validation. Yeah. 
Yeah. You you deserve that. Like it was it was really great. And that was that was like at the height really of my like kind of trying to uh quell myself. Yeah. And yeah. How is your mental state? <clears throat> Cuz I was worried at first. My- I was like, "Oh my god. Oh my god." Like, what? oh my God, yeah. how do you do this? Mm-hmm. How does anyone do this? Holy shit. You're, but you're like, you're doing it. You're living yeah. the life and like. This is me every day. Mentally, how are mm-hmm. you strengthening your reserves against all the bullshit? Do you have any practical I, tips? What's up? Do you have any practical tips? Um, <laughs> one thing that's been really helpful that, that I've seen. Um, going and just seeing other people Mm. the the watching of other people living their lives through youtube through uh, social media through um through anything like that where you can actually see people um living their day-to-day things and not like not like making it like a fantasy or a fetish Um, right like the whole thing we're saying earlier like the otherizing and the fetishizing and not for me that was never a thing that was never like a Oh, like, I just can't wait to be a woman so I can look sexy. I'm gonna wear the high-waisted panties. Yeah. (laughs) I just think of like married with children or something. Like, I'm gonna be just like, what's the girl from it? Like the the hot blonde one? Like Oh my god, I know exactly who you're talking about, but I care about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Christina Applegate character. Yeah, like I just And like that's what people's minds go to because they're ridiculous. And they're like, oh, you just wanna like wear the high-waisted, like red panties. And it's like so what if I fucking do? But like, even if I maybe do, you're not. Your maybe you're not into that shit. Like, right. that's not your fucking business. Totally, totally. <laughs> nothing that uh, pretty much nothing that anyone do does in their life is really anyone's. Why business. does it? Why does it go to sex so quickly? I don't really know. It's so fucking I really stupid. Don't. We, I mean, especially I, with and with gay people too. You're like, oh, you homos. Like, like, totally. how do you do it this way or that way? Like, why is that? The why thing? would that be the thing? Because people are fucking weird. Because like we, we, I think I really, I really bothers think me that it has to, so much to do with like how hypersexualized we are as a society. Yeah. But then we are told. All the time that you cannot see this on television. You cannot say this Right, because other countries, you can see, like, the weather women, like, showing their tits. And it's, like, fine. And whatever. Yeah. You know, no big deal. But I think, like, there's, like... We should call this episode NBD. NBD. We keep saying no big deal over and over again. Yeah. I'm into that. (laughs) I'm into that. I like that. Sorry, continue. Um, But just, like, the thought that, that, that... Everything is so over-sexualized, yeah. but then it's, like, so put, like, away. Oh, that's so true. You know? So I think that, like, whenever there's something that has to do with gender or sex, it's, like, it's like the fucking yep. craziest highs yep. that you can go yep. to. And people think, like, oh, because I'm a trans person, that means that Freaky. I... That means that I am doing... That I'm a gay man. Right. Oh, yeah. Wearing that's, a wig. That's exactly yeah. it. Uh, that I'm a gay man that... Wants to seduce straight men. <laughs> That's such like a male, like yeah, stupid fear. I've, oh my god, I've read nobody so wants to many fuck things. you. Nobody, nobody wants, wants to fuck, fuck you. you. Nobody, nobody wants, wants, to wants to fuck, to fuck you. you at all. That's what's so weird. You're so too. boring. You're so basic. No one wants to fuck you. Nobody ever. wants to fuck you. I know. Why does every dude think that every fucking person mm. wants to fuck them? I don't know. <laughs> Really well, the fact know. is, it's the women that everyone wants to fuck, so. Yeah. And we don't say anything. And it's just like, eh, whatever. It's, it's like, fine. Yeah. We get our free drinks and And that's leave. my prerogative if I would like to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I so call good. the shots here. You know what else I think it is? FOMO. Because people are like, 
oh shit what are you doing over there in your like corner like you must be really cool like what's happening mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. get all like weird about it like yeah. you know yeah yeah always it's like a sexual fomo there's just so much in this in it's this a puritanical world. thing you're right because mm-hmm. other countries it's like sex is nothing nbd you know but in other countries like trans people are how is it in other countries do you know i've never been okay ever so i don't know no i've never been out of the country Okay. Not at once. We're starting a Kickstarter right now for Jordy's <laughs> oh. travel around the world in a oh, hot god, air balloon. Oh god, I don't want to do that. I by do, herself. I, I feel and her dog, Sergeant Pepper. Oh. We love you, Sarge. Oh my god, is Sarge okay? Poor Sarge boy. Um, He's so cute. We've gotten way um, off track, but yeah. Kickstarter, we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I mean, I actually, um, I actually started following a um a thing. I think it was on Instagram about uh queer traveling. Is Which that a is, thing? It is. Like a cruise? Or? Well, I mean, it kind of takes you away from hotbed areas of like, mm-hmm. you know, the some pretty severe homophobia. Like, you're not going to like find yourself in uh, some radical places. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of queer, mm-hmm. um, the last episode we had, had my friend Darcy on and we talked a little bit about why she considers herself queer, but she's also married to a straight man. Yeah. Um, that is a word that is sort of this weird catch-all now. I love it. And I kind of want to talk about it because, um, I wonder when you realized that you were entering like sort of this different zone. Yeah. And when did you become enlightened to what that actually meant? I feel like I've always been a queer person. I feel like I've always... But you always knew what that was too. I did. Okay. So you always kind of, you knew you were, you, you related to it. Yes. Okay. Um, I've... I think I've always considered myself to be a more of a bisexual, if not a pansexual person, even though I didn't really know yeah. what that meant. Yeah. Um, and it just sounds fun, which is, which is great. <laughs> right. I mean, who doesn't like cooking utensils, you know, or like cookware pans are sexy. <laughs> I was thinking of pan, like bread, like pan there or like, or like, even you know, like a flute. <laughs> There's like the flute. There's, um, all you, all you oh. perverted dudes out there. That's what we're talking about. Kitchen utensil, utensils. Cooking implements. Um, corningware. Savory, sweet, mm. sour. Balancing those dishes, ladies. <laughs> Balance. Um, I feel like I've always, I've always been a part of a community. Oh, even okay. though I've never been like an openly, I don't know. Like an, I've never been an open person sexually anyways. So... Like, my sexuality or gender or um, anything like that was never really, like, a thing. But the sense I got from you is so... I know. Bohemian and, and that's wild. weird. Do people, am I the only person that thinks of you that way? I don't think so. Okay. But that was so... That's what's so weird. Because you were putting off that energy. Yeah. You really were. Yeah. Almost in a defense, maybe, that you didn't know who you were, so mm-hmm. you were putting... Okay. Totally. We And now I'm... Therapy like, done. And Great, right? <laughs> Now I'm, I'm starting to, starting, like I said, like starting, like starting to really fall into the person that I am. Yeah. Um, instead of trying to like fight something away. Now I'm like moving towards what you want. Just doing. Now I'm just being Mm. and just allowing myself to be a person Mm. and kind of just going with what happens. And it's great. Wow. It's been phenomenal. I've had, do you sleep really well? I actually do. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet you do. Yeah. I always have, though. Okay. Yeah. But, like, now you're just, like, in it. Like, I don't know. I just imagine the sleep you would get after 
giving up the resistance. Cause like what I hear you saying is that you were resisting who you were supposed to be and mm-hmm. moving toward, now you're moving towards who you are. Yeah. And that just sounds so like sinking into a hot tub, you know, it just sounds so my nur- like nourishing. My body feels so much better. <sighs> yeah. And um, I can see that from you. The yeah. weight of what I felt like I had to hide was crushing. Um, to say the least, really. It got me to a point where I was very suicidal. Oh, God. Um, this is the part where I'm going to cry. Ugh. I'm so sorry. It okay, was, continue. It was, I'm not going to interrupt you. It was very hard. It was yeah. very hard to deal with. And um, it's hard for me to talk about sometimes. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I, I I feel like it's I feel like it's like it's therapeutic to talk about it. Okay. Um, the loneliness, you know, it feeling was. like you're just there's something wrong with you and yeah. it's just you. It and was. that's how I imagine you were kind of feeling. Well, and I thought that my whole life that I had was going to fall apart when I if I decided to be some the person that I always that I like really always knew that I was. Um, I felt like I had built so much to a level that like. To just change that would really let a lot of people down. And, yeah. and like, it probably did. And it did. It totally did. So you had to have that <clears throat> explosion and destruction to yeah. build from there. Yeah. But I pray, I'm not even religious, but I pray that like you have built from that rubble in I terms really of your have. relationships. I really have. Okay. I have. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you have to blow it up. What is that Garth Brooks song? Like there's something about the bridge and it's burning and you're like looking at the other side of the people. Okay, I, I don't know. Gar- <laughs> I love Garth Brooks, and I don't know what you're talking about. I think you did Garth Brooks um, karaoke. Oh, uh, I did. Wait, 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 wait. Was it the white knuckle and the gurn and the truck? Was that the yep. one? Okay. Yup. Okay, there's another one that's like, <laughs> oh, one by one, another bridge goes down. Oh, no. um, That's um, it's a different no, one. No, you're thinking, you've got the, you've got the melody. Without the lyrics. So you've got like the... Mm. So you're thinking of... <gasps> and the storm rolls out... Yes! Out of control. control. Boom, 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 boom. Deep in her heart, the thunder rolls. Okay, that's a different yeah, song, but that's also Garth Brooks. Yes, it is. Okay, we're going to Google this later. <clears throat> Garth Brooks. Oh my God, can we just sing Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks is actually a oh. pretty... Um, like, he, inclusive person. He also never wanted to be a country singer. Do you know that? He wanted to be a rock star. Oh. Well, is that why he did Chris Gaines? Yeah. Yeah. That's who he really is inside. Oh. Bring in a full circle. I love Chris Gaines. Well, I don't. But, but for Halloween, you might have to be Chris <laughs> I would. I would have, like, I would have a little bit of hair coming <laughs> down across my, my, my left, my left eye. The rest of it would be black. Yeah. Jet black. From spiked, a box. Spiked. Yeah. Um, I would wear... Leather wristbands with yeah. um with a single row of studs. Yes, um, tasteful studs. Tasteful. And I would be the country Garth Brooks, so I'll wear the spangled um, flag, the flag shirt from the boot barn that's like half like like sequins. <laughs> I love Garth Brooks. He's like he actually canceled shows in North Carolina. Oh, of course he did. Yeah, because he, he 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 just used country. He's not a mm-hmm. fucking country singer. Most country singers are pieces of shit. They're amazing. Artists, but they're pieces of shit. Like David Allen Coe, sorry, what bro. A, what a dick. Kind of a dick. Right. Um, Hank Jr., you're a fucking terrible, terrible human being. You're, I know. It's so sad. And it sucks. But, it makes but it's okay because Garth yeah. Brooks never wanted to be that shit. No. He wanted to be like Marilyn Manson or like whatever Marilyn Manson, like Black Sabbath. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm not going to get into this. That's probably it. He would probably, you know what? I wonder if he would make some like really good like prog. 
if anyone. You probably would. Garth, come back. Garth. Garth. Okay, wait. New title for this episode is Party on Garth. Party on Garth. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yes. Wait, where um, were we? God, I don't even know. Fuck. This is a stream of consciousness podcast. <gasps> My heart is just like. Oh, uh, we were uh, talking about suicide. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Um. No. Yeah. I don't want to hear about you being alone and sad. I do, but it's like, oh, it just kills me because you're such a loving, sweet person. It's, and for you to feel so alone, it's just like... It's hard. Thank God you got out of that. When when I realized I was getting that deep, um, I got rid of my guns. Mm-hmm. What? You had guns? I'm not yeah. surprised. Well, I, I, I mean, I still have guns. Okay. I am a gun owner. Great. I like having guns. Okay. Um... I just knew that I... Another thing that men will say, mm, that's kinky. <laughs> and it totally happens. What you're doing there, sweetheart, without a gun. You don't know what you're yep. doing. Yep. Um, totally happens. Smoking cigars, cleaning your guns. Yep. Okay. That's... God. I don't know how many times I've just been talking to a person at a bar and just said something about guns and be like, that's a... Like, this is the thing. Okay. This happens occasionally. So where, annoying. Where I will be like, I will be talking with somebody I will be telling them about myself about the things that I've done with my life and they're really 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 interested and they're like oh my god like (laughs) wow and then I feel like sometimes there's like this like did you used to be a guy (laughs) like cause you're too cool I swear to (laughs) fucking they're like no bro you're too cool you're too cool no there's no way I've actually been on a date with somebody where almost that exact thing Almost that exact same thing happened. Oh, my God. But I eventually told him. Uh, like, it was, like, on the date. We were we were talking. We were chatting. We were having such a great time. He's like, you're just so cool. <laughs> like, I've never met a girl like you before. You're so capable. But, like, you're, like, <clears throat> the most enlightened girl. Like, hmm. you should, you're an example of what girls can be. Like, be true to yourself, be enlightened, go with what you, you think you... Be empowered, you know? Mm-hmm. If you want to own guns, own guns. You right. know, be safe if, and responsible with them. Absolutely. But, like, like, that is what being a woman should be, and that's kind of what it's becoming now, where, like, you don't have to be this, like, kind of pedestal, prissy, absolutely whatever. Not. Absolutely not. I mean, and I, I think that, thank God, there's people like you that are, mm. that are kind of inspiring yeah. younger people. Like, I'm so glad. I really I wish I, if I was a little girl and like eight years old and I met someone like you I'd be like I want to be just like her that's fantastic I would think that that's fantastic 100% so like there are eight year olds that are going to say that about you I just recently was <clears throat> interviewed for a documentary what what mm-hmm. plug it um I don't know plug that shit um what it's going to be called okay. it was actually for um so okay the, a little me. bit of backstory yeah um I work at a grocery store. I'm a cashier. Right. Um, so I see people constantly. I am constantly talking to people, hundreds of people a day. I'm really getting to know a lot of people. Um, I, over the course of time, have like really become friends with people, I feel like. Um, not, not in a place where I can really like, you know, call up a customer and be like, hey, how are you? Yeah. Let's like go do this. Let's go do that. Um, I'm going to take my jacket off because I'm getting a little warm. Okay. Um, but I had um, a customer who was very, very sweet. Um, and her daughters, they come through my line all the time. Yeah. Um, 
and for whatever reason, we just connected. Um, and I really was so happy to have, to have like, to just be myself. Yeah. To have these people come through my line that I'm slowly starting to get to know, to have them be comfortable with me, to, and like, I still have so much like pent, like pent up um, anxiety over, you know, oh, do I pass or not? Or like, oh, yeah, that's normal. And it's strange. Um, but one of my customer, one of my customers, she kind of like, we had our transaction. She goes, I want to ask you something, but I don't want to do it right now. And whenever somebody says something like that, I know it's about my trans status. Yeah. Yeah. I know it. And that happens all the time. Really? How interesting. It's strange. Um, people don't want to be like people don't want to be like super vocal about it. Yeah, that's kind of like, kind, which is nice. But it's people. also eerie. It is because I think. Well, I think it's nice because people um, understand. They understand. Also, like they don't want to out me. You know, right? Yeah, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that is very kind of them. It is. But if it's, it happens like multiple times a day, kind of be like definitely not multiple times. Okay, okay, okay. But so, it, I, it's happened enough that I know what that means. It's like a hushed tone. That. Yes. yes. Hmm. Um. So she said, can I just give you my, my telephone number? Will you just call me and give me a text? And I was like, yeah, no problem. Hmm. Like, great, cool. Okay, I would love to figure out what you're, like, cryptically trying to ask me. Um, <laughs> she said that her daughter... Timeshare. <laughs> her daughter has a timeshare, and she would really love to know if I would like to be a part of this Key West community. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So she 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 says that her daughter is thirteen uh-huh. and is was in the process of making a documentary about trans people, and she had done several interviews with I think three trans women, and those interviews just vanished. She had lost them, oh, so no. she had done all this work. These women had traveled pretty far to come and speak with her. Oh, no. And she had lost every bit of her... How do you... That, that's just everything. Oh. And she was devastated. So, she said, I wanted to... I don't... She said, I don't want to be rude, but do you know anyone that I would... That I could speak to, that I could... That we could interview. And I'm like, you could definitely interview me. Like, not a question about it. So cool of you. And I was so happy that she asked me that. Um, That she felt comfortable enough with me, too. To just be like... Not like, hey, I know you're a... Like a a something? No, like, (laughs) I know you're a trans, but... It's like my biggest fear that I sound like that. (laughs) You don't. Don't Okay, good. Yeah. Um, That sounds so offensive. But so she asked me, she asked me that and, um, you know, what happened was, um, her daughter sent me, um, she emailed me some questions. Um, I think 10, um, there were all sorts of things like, um, when did you know? Um, what did your family say? Um, and then like, kind of the ones that we were talking about of, yeah. like, the genital um, oh, yeah. changes and all that kind of stuff, all those really personal ones. And at the end of that, there was, like, an asterisk, like, please only answer this if you want to. Like, right. it could be interesting to somebody. Yeah. She's kind of an enlightened little 13-year-old. That's and amazing. And she's amazing. 
Um, does she have like an Instagram or like a? She has her website? mother's, but I don't think that. Okay. I don't think that she would. Okay. That her mother would want anybody okay. to really. Wow. Yeah. What a, um, what a little girl. She's great. They're um, this woman and her daughters are fantastic. They are they're this is really so Santa really Cruz. really sweet. Go, go Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, that would never so happen she, here. Well, she also goes to a Waldorf school, um, which is a quite a bit more yeah. enlightened place yeah. for children and young yeah, adults yeah. and young people to, yeah. to grow and thrive. Um, and I have some really close, wonderful friends that, that are teachers at Waldorf school. And, um, and what was it like to be interviewed by a 13 year old? It was her and her mother. Oh, um, okay. it was very intimate. Um, it was really intense. Um, I, I feel like it was quite a bit like this. Okay. Um, <laughs> really? It was, I mean, I've, um, it was, it was more, inter- um, interrogative. What, what? Well, in, I don't want to say like. Interrogative? In, like not, like it was. Interrogative? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. I was like, I, I mean, don't know that word. Interrogative, I think is like the right pronunciation of that. You want right? to fight for the death over it? Like, I mean. You want to arm wrestle? I will lose. I did lift four pound weights today. Yes. Killing it. I should, I'm going to curves. No, I'm what? Not. I'm Aww. going to curves. <laughs> I was lifting four pound weights. They're bright purple. Yeah. So. Um, it was it was more of like an interrogation. Okay. Sort of. Okay. But with like a friendly twist. Okay. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I know. I know. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so she's going to make this documentary? Like some she is. And uh, one of my good friends is also going to be a part of it. They also work with me. Amazing. Um, yep. They are one of the God, your, your employer people. is rad. Yeah. Um, Do you face discrimination with the workplace stuff? or I haven't. Great. No. That's great. No, I haven't. Santa Cruz, you're doing it. Good job, Santa yeah. Cruz. Um, I think this is, this is something that's interesting. Um, when, I first, when I first came out and started transitioning, um, I worked at the same place. Um, I, I, was in a, I was in quite of a, um, a less um, visible position. Yeah. Um, I'm like, like storeroom, back room. I was in the back. Okay. I was behind all the milk, actually, so I was cold all the time. It was fucking miserable. I always wonder what it was yeah. like to be behind the milk. It's awful. Okay. Don't, yeah. No. Thirty six <laughs> degrees. Thirty four to thirty six degrees. Um, for seven and a half hours. Wow. Yeah. It's really, really not. Do you pleasant. literally just stand behind the milk and replenish it? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stocking. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's terrible. Wow, that sounds like a terrible horror movie ready to happen, like behind the milk. Check this out. I swear to God. <laughs> well, I always hate that because I, I don't believe in I God. I know, we're not religious. I always, I always we're like, it. pray the Lord. Yeah. Like, yeah. why are we doing this? I don't know what, like. It's just. It's, Ezekiel it's, 69. It's, it's endemic. Yeah. Ezekiel 666. <laughs> Ezekiel 666. Tail Satan. Um, there were a couple times when I was behind the milk. That I really think that somebody just opened the door and farted. Like, specifically to just, like, fart in there and then close the door. Um, this episode on Behind the Milk. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, like, I want to do a whole podcast about Behind the Milk. Oh, awesome. And just call it Behind the Milk. <clears throat> that should be a podcast. Like, you should behind have people milk. Behind the Milk to do it. God, and you just have a microphone. And then and you just, just talk about how their nips look and, like, yeah. Oh. Okay. You can Whoa. have it. You can yep. steal it. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> Behind the milk. Just get this starry-eyed look. I just glazed over. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, thanks, Dad. That comes from my dad. It's my dad's, uh, my dad's <laughs> snort. Oh. It's very oh, appealing and attractive. 
really already been talking for 57 minutes? No, this is probably wrong. It's like five minutes and seven seconds. <laughs> That's pretty good, too. I wow, I can't believe so little time has um, Don't worry, I'll edit it so that we all sound smart. I, f- I feel like there's <laughs> so much that we've, like, jumped back and forth. Do these... Is this we how went from pod- suicide... I'm sorry, what? Is this how your podcasts normally go? Yes. Yeah, okay, But good. also... Okay, so <clears throat> most of the, my podcasts... I've only had a couple, but we have a theme ahead of time, and then we go with it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like your whole life has been a goddamn theme, so I'm not going to cram you into some theme. Cool. So I was like... I'm just going to let you do your thing. Awesome. And then I'm going to craft a theme. But it's either it's behind the milk. Or... Behind the milk. Please, I hope. <laughs> what please. was the other one? I would really like to not be that. Or, or no big deal. No big deal. Um, yeah. No big fucking deal. No big fucking deal. If we could really tie <laughs> that back in. Um, no big dick. <laughs> that's funny. That's a funny or one. Or just no one wants to fuck you. I like that one, too. That's good. God, there's a... It's a... They could be hyphenated. Yeah. It'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um... um Something that I've really wanted that I've that I really wanted to like kind of get across is like you know we talked we 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 were joking about like my my yeah my deep darkness yeah um and I think that's really healthy um for some people you know I think that that can be like really positive um but in all reality like suicide is not a funny thing um it's a really really horrendously depressing thing um and the amount of of sadness that brings a person to a place like that is so crushing that it feels like there's absolutely no way out of it. Um, but there totally is. There are totally things that, that, that you can do, that a person can do to, to get help, to reach out. Um, I think suicide prevention is a really, really um, wonderful um part of of our well that and just like a part of us as people we have a lot of very very caring kind compassionate people that are totally available to speak to at all hours of the day and there's just like there's suicide prevention hotlines there are in like i i would say in most cities there are places to talk to someone to call someone to, to when really you were like that depressed, <clears throat> like what brought you out of it? I wonder. For me personally, I just knew that 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 there would be a lot of very devastated people in my life, and I couldn't do that to people. Um, but that was kind of I don't know. I I reached out. I started going to therapy. Um, I really started, and that is when I finally was able to start being honest with myself and to honestly see myself as, as a person that was deeply unhappy, deeply unhappy with my situation, deeply unhappy with the person that I was, and that I knew that there was a very positive change that could happen. How did the unhappiness manifest, I wonder? Um, with, with a lot of drug use and, um, alcohol abuse, um, with, um, reckless behavior. Yeah. Definitely very reckless. I can Um, relate to that. I've, I've, there have been some very, very reckless things that I've done in my life. Um, just kind of being self-destructive. Absolutely. I was down a horrible path. I lived in, um, I lived in San Francisco pretty much by myself for quite a few months, um, almost a year. Um, it's amazing that I survived that. I'm shocked, really, when I look back on the person that I was. 
Um, and, like, how fragile you were. Oh, yeah. And that was at some of the height of me um, being closeted. <sighs> like, wow. so closeted. In, like, one of... Arguably one of the more accepting, open, like, yeah. liberated cities in the yeah. world. Um, I was more closeted than I've ever been in my entire life there. Wow. Yeah. Um, when did you know that you were trans, though? Because that's a question the 13-year-old would ask. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I'd say pretty much my whole life. Like, how mm-hmm. did you know? Like, what in your um, psyche was, like, calling out? I felt like I'd never, okay, I was, I always fit in with people because I could mold myself to fit in with people. Um, but I don't feel like I ever actually fit in with, with, with like this more masculine thing. Yeah. And not to say that that's even like a thing. There is like this artifice that, 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 that. I did build up, um, but the thought of like of like me and it's so strange too because now I have all this vocabulary and all these all these yeah words but to before like you didn't know yeah all this stuff that I didn't understand back then um, when I was God when I was like four or five or six yeah um, when I was young I was the only boy that always got like invited to all girl parties. <laughs> That was always me. Yeah. And that happened all the time. Yeah. Um, I just, I felt like I was different than most yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I remember um, there used to be a show on, <clears throat> on, I think it was, I think it was Discovery Channel. Um, and it was called Taboo. Yes. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, there was an episode about trans people. And I was like, oh, that's me. Wow. I was like, that's a thing that I'm going to do. Isn't it amazing like how the primitive like like young mind mm-hmm. just knows. Yep. I was like, that's totally me. Wow. I like I saw those people on that and I was like, that's exactly how I felt. Is that like what made you gravitate towards punk rock? Because you're like, this is this other avenue to like I think be so. different from the norm. I kind of think so. Because yeah. it rejects all the status kind of stuff. Exactly. Male and female mm-hmm. kind of merges. Yeah. I saw that as like a way of being different. Yeah. Of being, even though I was like kind of falling into like like a punk rock thing, like it was just, it was so much different than our Football little hometown. Yeah. I mean, our little hometown was a pretty yeah. white bread, just regular old, like... Because I can relate to that. Straight American town. Like, seeing, yeah. like, Blondie or Joan Jett and being like, I want to be powerful and strong yeah. and, like, totally. having that, like, window almost. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, where we grew up was extremely close-minded yeah. with a, lots of suicides, lots of uh, yeah. teen suicides, mm-hmm. teen pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you need that. Yeah. yeah. I, that makes me so sad. Like, makes me ache that you, like, went through so many years, like, knowing this about yourself. Like... If I knew what Did I, you bury it so far down mm-hmm. that you were in denial about it? Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. God, isn't that that's, mind amazing? That's, yeah. That's why I, like, I feel like for the last few years of my, of my male life... Yeah. I felt like I was kind of, like, ultra-masculine. Yeah. Um, I tried to be anyway. Yeah. I really tried to be. I, um, I started getting into framing, um, houses. Yeah. So I was, um, I was doing like some more like 
very intense carpentry. Yeah. Before I was doing woodworking and that's yeah. like, and like cabinetry and that was like really kind of minor stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's great. And it was really, and it was like, um, it was like detail oriented and I really loved it. And then, um, with some of the, with the last construction job I had, um, it was straight up just like kind of building houses. Yeah. Um, and that was the most intense job I've ever had. I've never been as muscular as I was back then. Um, I still have calluses from my, from swinging my hammer. Um, ah, you do. Like right here. Like, yeah. That's, oh yeah. Those that's are like gnarly. leather. Yeah. Um, so, so you kind of like were so in denial that you kind it. of allowed yourself to just like drown in that feeling of like, this is who I am. Yeah. Like I'm okay. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with me. Right. But that was the height of my depression. Mm. It really was. Um, and that's when, um, I actually, uh, there was, there was, there was, then this is like going like back toward the, um, the, the suicide thing. Um, I, I had a handgun. And I, I sat and just, like, stared at it and cried God. for, like, hours by yeah. myself um, at the Cause time. Because it took you to that point. Mm-hmm. I was positive I was going to do it. I was, like, absolutely positive. And I knew I wasn't going to do it in my home. I knew I was going to walk out of my home and go into the forest. Man, you had a plan. I did. It was horrible. God it was really horrible. Um, that was, like, your mental break. It really was. It was one of the worst nights of my life. And that's when you were, like... You have to splinter and change or you're going to end yourself. I went to therapy the next day. I found a therapist the next day. Thank you Mm -hmm. for going to therapy the next day. Yeah. And if anyone feels that way, go to therapy the next day. There's seriously so many many people that are out there to to help. Um, It may be expensive, but fucking pay it for like a little bit. Think about it. You only have one life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really? And I'm like, seriously, (laughs) there is no afterlife. Like, I mean, I'm really, I'm really going to go there. Why do you keep making it funny? I'm really going to go there. It's not funny. You have one life. You have one life. Live your best life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so, so glad you sought help for that. Me too. Me too. Because now I feel like a full person. I feel like I'm an actual human now. And you can inspire people that are going through shit. I would love to be able to you be that person. You know you're doing that by living your life, right? I sure... I, you're living by example and like people yeah, are watching I, you. You're right. Every time someone does something that they don't think they can do, they're an example for what can be done. Yes, I'm telling you. and That's true. I've seen this happen so many times and it's come back and it's been like somebody who's at a show that you never met but was in the audience mm-hmm. and then they go off to do something mm-hmm. or... Think of all the times, this is what really inspires me. This like gives me chills when I think about it. When I create stuff and I think, who's going to listen to it or who cares? I just think about all the people that inspired me growing up that I never told. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. Artists, celebrities, local people, you know, sisters of friends or dudes or whatever. Like that inspires me because yeah. you could change and touch so many lives and not know it. And that's like why you could never, ever, ever take your life because so many people you don't even know, like love you and mm-hmm. like you represent something to them, you know? And you realize that. Yeah. And like, that's so powerful. Yeah. It was a, it was a good realization to kind of like, come through. Like, yeah. Like you, by being yourself and like owning your shit and being in your power and just doing your thing, you are just changing people's lives. Even people at the checkout. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. so, maybe someone goes to the checkout that's like scared. They're on the fringe of yeah. coming out. Maybe they're gay. Maybe they're trans or maybe they're, I don't know, have some other issue and Mm -hmm. they're like freaked out to be who they are. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it's not the scariest thing of all that to was, try to be who you are. It really was. Because you're like, it what really, if they reject who you really are? Mm-hmm. Then it's like, who the fuck are you? Totally. Well, I know what and you I did I, it, and you I, did yeah, it. Yeah, and I kind of know what that's like. And like, that's why you're beaming because yeah. you did it, and people not only did they accept you, but like, <laughs> you're so loved. I am. You're blessed, I'm, bitch. I, I feel like I'm very lucky. Yeah. But I know that there are a lot of people out there that are not. Yeah. Um, I read stories all the time of 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 people living in abusive families, living in places where uh, it's illegal for them to use the restroom. Yeah. Um, or the horrendous epidemic of black trans women being killed, murdered, murdered. Yeah. Of just trans women in general being discriminated, trans men being discriminated against. Um, that that kind of stuff is is really... It's, it's interesting for me to just be a white person in a very white town to live my life and to know that I've had... I've, to feel like I've had like a pretty easy time with it. Yeah. And to know that I have friends... Who are not having an easy time or who have not had an easy time. Or I've met people who grew up in, you know, um, the Midwest who decided that they couldn't be there anymore and had to come over here. But that's Mm -hmm. why it's so important that you just live your life and do Mm -hmm. your thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're being an advocate and you're like being a spokesperson, but... I really feel like that day-to-day, like, just living your life and being who you are, it just is so powerful. That's the stuff that helped me. You have to speak out. Mm-hmm. But, like, like you said, those YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Like, what you're doing right now is very similar to what the YouTube video situation exactly. was. Because yeah. you're just being, like, so open. Yeah. So real. That's, and... That's really been a lot of, of my experience has been... Um, I don't want to... Excuse me. I don't want to... Um, I don't want it to always be the topic of conversation because I feel like being a trans person is like kind of one of the least interesting things about me. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know? Um, Let's just delete all of this and just start over. <laughs> there we go. There you go. And we can just have the dogs barking in the background. That's so great. true though. Yeah. And that's a wonderful way to like mm-hmm. kind of wrap this up. Like please continue that thought because mm-hmm. I, I feel like this parallels race, sex, gender, like Oh, you're an Asian artist. Oh, you're a female musician. Yeah. Oh, you're a black whatever. Like, yeah. you're go with that because yeah. I feel like that's that's the natural way to end this. Is like, totally. it's not even about that. It's about who you are as a person. Right. And like, right. We need to get past all that shit. The idea that like the only thing that makes me interesting is that I used to be a boy and now I'm a girl is fucking ridiculous because I feel like I'm a pretty cool person. I mean, like, I've done so many different things. I have so many experiences. And almost none of them have to do with gender. I, that's another weird thing. I've never really even, like, considered my gender as, like, a thing that, like, yeah, it's like an made me different. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of, like, why, like, this whole experience has been so, so interesting for me. Yeah. Just, just this, like... Like a total reversal, but also at the same time just being like, eh? <laughs> You have to promise me that you'll come on the podcast to talk about your all of the things you do, too. I will absolutely do that. Because this is like the most basic, like not even, no big deal, no big deal. thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And like everything else that you're doing and like that makes you shine and makes you excited. That's what's really important. Anytime. You will promise? Anytime. I will pinky promise 
Thank you for promising. This cool ass ring. Oh my god, I love your ring. It looks like a mood ring. I know. I know. Thank you, promise. Yay! (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me in your beautiful house. It's a castle. (laughs) (laughs) With the with the amazing um, artwork and guitars and banjo. Yes, we've just been painted a picture. So Mm. I promise this is not a dungeon. (laughs) All right. Woo! Ah, J-O-R-D-I-E, how much do we love thee? (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Uh, It was such a roller coaster. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Jordy Lynn for joining us and sharing her amazing journey. Also want to mention that uh, myself and my husband, Dr. Reed Kane Esquire, were just on a friend's podcast. Uh, The podcast is called Avast Ye Scoundrels. Um, and we talk a lot about Haley and the Crushers, our weird and crazy marriage, food lube, and we um, parse a couple really old, ancient, dirty, dirty love letters, literary love letters. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, go to um, iTunes and look up Avast Ye Scoundrels. Um, it's Avast, A-V-A-S-T, Ye, like the old timey, Y-E, Scoundrels. Um, and I hope you enjoy that. And yeah, if you want to connect, um, hit me up on Instagram at Haley and the Crushers or at Sparkle and Destroy Pod. You can email me um, at Sparkle and Destroy Pod at gmail.com. I know you're not ready to leave yet, so stick around for some awesome music up next. This is Moonbow with Bird Mother. She cannot.